in the middle of the Maimer, and we're speaking about this intense contemplation that the person thinks about before going to sleep, during their avoid of Kriyash Mashala Mita, how they were very self-centered throughout the day, and they were not genuine throughout the day, and all of their thoughts, speech, and action all surrounded the self and the materialistic self, what we would call today a narcissist, someone that's very into themselves. And because of that, again, very not genuine, only where they'll gain, that's where they have a smile on their face. And their way of talking and what they talk about is not proper, and it's hurtful to other people, and it's all complimentary to themselves. And the last thing we were saying is, that this causes damage not just to themselves and to their own neshama, but also to the entire reality, to everything. Everything is affected by a person's behaviors because the entire creation is here for a a person to fulfill their purpose. And therefore, as we're going to talk about a tiny bit in this maimah right now, that's what we're holding, that he's paigim l'mayla, it doesn't explain at length over here, and other Maimarmets explain much more the effect that happens on the entire Hishtal Shalos because of a person's behaviors, both positive and negative, and how they cause strength to negativity and weakness to holiness and positivity. But again, the general idea is if everything is created for the purpose of man's behaviors that a person should choose good over evil when the person fails to do that obviously that ruins everything and this is what the person is thinking about and how bad evil and selfishness are overcoming holiness and transcendence and that's causing a concealment on truth on Hashem to the extent that True darkness, there's this double darkness that covers covers reality, covers the world. In some places it talks about what's a kafal it's a double darkness, which means sometimes explained that even the darkness is not recognizable. In other words, when someone sees that it's dark, they look for the light. Sometimes a person is in such a dark state that they don't even realize that it's dark. And then there's almost no hope. And they're giving existence and strength to, to negativity. Bad. And of course, the person is hurting themselves by disconnecting from the source of all life, which is Hashem. And they are drawing it down into the place of impurity and death, which is the opposite of life. These are the chambers of the other side, meaning that which is not holy. When a person thinks about all this, when a person doesn't just think about this, but their heart is a part of it, and they're sensitive to this, and they feel what they're thinking about, because as, and then it's, and then it's, What's going to happen is the person's going to feel tremendous pain. He's going to become very bitter about his state. 
Both in the way things are. What does that mean? Hashem created everything and everything is in its place. And he, again, this is very, very harsh words. And it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow. But how everything is created in its place and perfect. And the person through their negative behaviors are ruining everything. They're the only one not living up to their kavana. In other words, everything else is living according to its kavana. Tree grows, rain falls, the land gives forth vegetation. Every, everything in the world is doing their shlichus in this world. And the human being is that one that has the choice to do or not to do. And they are destroying the world with their thought, speech, and action. And more, how they're taking these holy lights, in other words, holiness itself, and causing that holiness should give vitality to that which is against holiness, to give vitality to that which is against Hashem. And the person, with all of their self-centeredness, is the cause and at fault for all that. Not only is he causing godliness to leave, not only is godliness leaving and feeling uninvited, but more than that, godliness needs to give vitality to that which is against godliness. It's forced into a place that it doesn't want to be. And instead of the fact that the Neshama left its place where things were great, it had Ava and Yira, and as we explained, it understood Hashem, it knew the truth, and it descended into our world in order to go even higher than where it came from. Instead of doing what he needs to do, which was that the Neshama descended for a purpose, it's painful, but it's purposeful pain. Instead of that, it becomes unpurposeful. And not only that, but the person does exactly the opposite of what they were sent down here to do. The Neshama never even heard of such a thing. Never even heard of the concept of Klippus. It was living in the world of holiness. It's very painful. And the Neshama suffers tremendously from this. It's being sent down to a place that it never even heard of. Now that it hears of it, it wants to understand why it's there, why it's in such a painful place that's so the opposite of holiness. Then it finds out that it has a purpose and a shlichus in this world to only grow from all of the menias and everything that gets in the way, to only become even holier and to reveal the intrinsic holiness. Not only is it not doing what it needs to do, but it's going down. When a person makes this calculation, so when a person thinks about this, and again, with their sensitive heart, feeling what this all really means, and how they caused what they caused, then the person is actually going to feel a fear of doing what's wrong. They're afraid, not of the punishment that's going to be caused by the Avera, but when they realize that the Avera can cause so much damage, they're afraid to do the, the Avera itself. They're going to run away, escape Avera like they escape anything that damages, anything that can hurt them. 
They run away from it like it's death itself. They're going to be extremely cautious and careful. They're going to make sure that they don't end up doing anything that's wrong because it's literally deadly. This is going to cause them to behave the way they need to, both to do what they need to do to fulfill their purpose in this world and not to do the opposite of their purpose and then cause whatever that can cause. We explained that in order to have Vayihi Baiker, we need to have Vayihi Erev. There needs to be the Avoid of the evening. As we said, you need to go to sleep like a lion, and only then can you get up like a lion. And the person needs to think about how they are a string, a rope that connects them with Hashem in a conscious and a revealed manner, and what Averas do. Over here it doesn't really explain, but in other places it explains, and it's connected to what we said, that a rope, it explains this in the Satshuva, that a rope, when you pull down at the bottom, the top of the rope also comes down. So, and that's similar to what we're explaining, that when a person does maise edoim, does averis, behaves in, in the fashion that a, that a guy behaves, so they're schlepping down that source of their life, everything that caused them to exist, they're schlepping it down with them, like a rope schleps down the top of the rope with it. We'll stop over here for now. And we'll start the next if Mirza Hashem after Tishabov. Just to finish off with a nice vart that uh, it says, we say in Davening, that I go to sleep in tears and I wake up in joy, I wake up in song. And this is very connected to what we're talking about. If a person goes to sleep in tears, meaning to say, thinking about their day, thinking about what they accomplished, what they could have accomplished, what they damaged, and, and the like, and a person does that properly. We'll see that that causes vila baikerina. There's a there's a morning. There's a new morning ready for change, where the person wakes up with joy, and the readiness to change the next day that it should look better than the day before. I'm in the next year,